Welcome to Freeform Radio on the Freeform Network. You can follow us on Twitter at FFR Podcast. And remember to send your questions and suggestions to ffnquestions at gmail.com. Hit us up there. We like them. It's been a while since some of you guys emailed us. We like to interact. So hit us up there. Again, Freeform Radio, we got Daniel. Yes, sir. Man, I'm a little tired today, but I, I slept half decent last night, so I'm not really sure what the heck's going on. My son's just getting over a cold, so maybe I'm finally getting it, but we'll, <laughs> we'll get this podcast going, man. Yeah, thanks. Uh, we got Andy. It's all good, Andy. I'm here. Talk your ears off. Noel, I think he's doing some babysitting or something today, but he'll get just next time. I'm glad everybody's uh everybody's gonna check us out this week. We do have an interesting article, and uh, we have Danny's. Uh, let's see what's going on with Danny's life. I see he watched one of my favorite series that I try to watch uh, when it comes out, uh, The Dark Side of the Ring. What season did you just finish, and where you at, Dan? Let us know because we love wrestling here. Heck yeah, man. I know there's a ton of wrestling news, which I think is part of your convo later. But yeah, man, uh, Vice TV, I think it is, the the publication. The yeah, pre- uh, just filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. Really? Oh, snips. Uh, yeah, they just released their new season, uh, like early, mid-23. And uh, season four, I usually, like you, Andy, I try to stay up with them because they show a lot of interesting behind-the-scenes discussions uh in depth about uh wrestlers and this season's no different there's a couple good episodes there's a couple like filler kind of episodes but um either way i i know that you said that you got pretty deep into it but you haven't finished it but i know that like that first one the the chris and tammy that's a real famous one and uh one that a lot of people know about without the vice city there's just been a lot of uh coverage on that man to me when, when they first came out uh i first recognized them in ecw um when we would watch it on i think it was like on channel 26 or whatever it was right. at like at like one o'clock in the morning and that's the first time i would see them and i'm like oh wow you know she she was a really pretty girl and then they s- suddenly transitioned over to wwe but their gimmick kind of changed and i never really liked dug them too much until the whole attitude era and then tammy became like this real flamboyant uh chick then it it, you know chris was kind of left behind but did you get a chance to watch that first episode that was probably like one of their big ones for this season yeah it's um the tammy and chris which is uh, chris candido and and tammy uh sitch but i think and and everybody remembers her as sunny in wwe and ecw and um yeah i mean i don't think i mean we're older how popular sunny was at the time she was the most downloaded lady at that time on aol you know the keyword AOL, you know whatever yeah netscaper or whatever yeah (laughs) so yeah and um vince rode her to the top and then they got tired of her but yeah she and uh between tammy and chris is like such a it's just a convoluted mess, man. Like they met young, and then you, uh, the dark side of the ring, kind of, you know, they got an hour to fill this, and it, it goes pretty fast. But there's a lot of stuff 
they left out and um what's happening to what happened to tam uh sunny now it's kind of sad and uh but the, like it is the dark side of the ring right you, you never really get anything positive out of this uh but yeah i mean it was a what i recall was pretty serious they have i think her uh chris's mother and her right. brother talk right right yeah, yeah the, the mom and the brother so yeah and then the mother was like oh shit like you know why you shouldn't fly after surgeries and stuff um when he was in um impact wrestling or tna at the time uh but yeah it, it's uh i mean chris was nice i mean he was a good worker and everything but sometimes i think he gets uh he gets put up there because he died so young but uh i, I don't know if, i don't remember was jim Cornette talking on that one he, I, yes i, I think yeah, he said he was he, like ahead of his time or something like that he said at some point yeah, because I guess they started off in in the southern um, Smoky Mountain, Smoky Mountain, right? And so he he kind of his claim of fame is that he he uh, found them or he uh, what do they what do they call that when he debuted you, them there, yeah, helped yeah. them out, yeah, right. So he's the one that kind of developed them in there, and then they went to ECW and then WWE and so on. But yeah, man, that that was a really interesting one. Uh, the second one, which I didn't. I wasn't really a huge fan, but uh, Magnum TA, were you a fan of his wrestling or were you aware of him? I remember him because he was a Magnum PI like with the mustache. But right. that's another tragic one. Like I said, he was big in the NWA, uh, Jim Crockett promotions, and he was in UWF for a while. He had the look. The girls loved him. And he was like the opposite of Ric Flair. And, um, yeah, man, he just, he was in that car accident. He, uh, he became, he was, uh, unable to move uh, his legs or whatever from the waist down or whatever, his body. And, um, yeah, it's a real he, tragic story for sure. Yeah. I think they, they saw that he had more potential and I think, uh, I remember hearing Ric Flair saying they were there was talks that they wanted him to be the champion, and then um, right to like go next to next with uh, yeah. Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan was in WWE or WWF. Yeah, and so so this was going to be like their champion to kind of combat compete that. with that. Yeah, right, right, and then uh, <clears throat> I think the next one was the the Graham uh, uh, Dynasty. I knew that one a was little. Sad. Yeah, yeah, I knew a little of Eddie Graham, but I didn't know that his kid and his grandpa committed suicide and all that. Man, it was it was a really sad episode for but sure. If you know wrestling and if you watch wrestling in the eighties, you kind of heard about the Grams because uh, they were slowly like going away. And then, um, but what I think a lot of people know about Eddie Graham now is when he was in like in the office at WCW. And he did some shoot interviews where he's just like shitting on everybody. <laughs> he would say like Kevin Nash never drew a dime in this business. Never drew a dime, Eddie Guerrero. Like he would say these comments, and uh, that's how people know from and the new younger people now because of those YouTube shorts and videos from that shoot interview. Right. And unfortunately, what happened to him? Yeah, it was sad and um. 
what happened to him within his dad and then his son. Like that whole thing was just like messed up, man. Like yeah, that, that the whole one was, family. That one was really sad. Yeah. Right, right. And then I, I think the next one was the the doink, the clown uh, gimmick <laughs> with uh, Matt Bourne. Yeah. I. I always knew that they replaced him with another wrestler, uh-huh. but uh, it looks like there was like three or four Doink the Clowns. I didn't know that there was so many. I thought there was just two, but interesting. Uh, I, I was never a huge Matt Bourne fan, so I'm not sure if you even knew him before he did the Doink I gimmick. Know. I mean, I know Doink, but I think the best thing out of that thing was uh, with that fight with um, Hacksaw at that independent show. Oh yeah, right? yeah. And then he's like, "Hey, uh, let's do this and this, do that." Like, "Hey, brother, like, there's only like 50 people out there. Like, right? Let's just put on a good show and let's just get out of here." And and I guess, guess it got it got real. So it's just like, yeah. "Is this a work or is this a shoot?" He's yeah. like, "You want to shoot? We'll shoot." And so yeah, like, the I whole saw thing the went video. down. Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Like, well, we're shooting, brother. Let's do this. Yeah. And then, like, just stepped out and walked away. Right. And I, the only thing I think is like, man, did he get his like fifty or hundred bucks before he walked out there? Everybody's like, he just left the building, you know. Right. Uh, the junkyard dog. That one was a good episode. Uh, I was new of the junkyard, and especially uh, with the cartoons, junkyard was a big character in there. Uh, but yeah, sad. It's like you said, man. All of these are pretty sad. Uh, the uh, Adrian Adonis, I knew of him, but I didn't really know of his wrestling. So that was a, a new one for me that I didn't really keep up with or know too much of yeah, it. Yeah, all I knew, uh, the only thing with JYD was how much drugs he took. That was kind of shocked by that. Right. And the Adrian Adonis, I knew of him only in WWE when he was like that big dude when he gained all that weight. I didn't know anything about before he was like some badass. Yeah, like the biker from New York or whatever. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. All right, yeah, Andy, so the Doink, uh, he's the clown, man. He was a good wrestler while while it was going. Uh, The next episode, JYD. I was a fan of JYD with the cartoons and everything, but uh, didn't really know too much of his history. And also the Adrian Adonis didn't really know much of his history. Kind of vaguely remember him, but not too much. Did Did you remember those two wrestlers? Yeah, I just uh, the episode uh, with JYD. I remember. I mean, I knew, uh, like you said, of him from the uh, Vince's. Uh, I know you were more familiar did. with the South wrestling, so I know he was yeah. there. No, I didn't know about Mid South at all. And then when he oh, came okay. there, I like how big, how what superstar he was there. And then like the only thing, the other thing shocking from the. The episode was the drug use, like the amount of drugs he took. And then uh, with Adrian Adonis, all I knew about him was in, like with Vince and WWE. I don't know anything about his AWA, the AWA and how tough he was and all that. So, Yeah, he had that whole New York persona thing. I, right. I don't even know anything about that. Yeah, I felt like he was a tougher Brooklyn brawler. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, these next uh, four episodes were pretty good, too. The, uh, the Butcher, uh, I abdullah the butcher that guy i the only reason i even knew him was because we used to go to like wrestling conventions and we used to see like those uh tapes those vhs tips of like japan japanese wrestling hardcore crocodile wrestling and a bunch of weird stuff and that's where i remember seeing him for the first time yeah 
mean, uh, Abby was a clown. Everybody knew his his stick and blood and all that. And, like, that whole thing, and the only thing from the episode is, like, oh, I don't know how to read. <laughs> like, nah, dude, you, like, you know. Uh, but that's the only thing I didn't find believable. Uh, but, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty messed up. Yeah. And then uh, the Bam Bam Bigelow, the Beast from the East. Uh, I kind of knew of him because I remember him coming in uh, against Hogan and a few other uh, big matches that he had in WWE. And then he had his little stint in ECW, a little stint in WCW. So he, he was definitely around. Uh, and it looks like he ran hard and fast. Yeah, he was. Uh, that was another good episode. Uh, they talked to his kids. Um, so, yeah, the the drug abuse, like I said, uh, I was kind of shocked by that, too. Like, you think a person like that with the career he had was uh, the, the amount of drugs he did was like, uh, you know, per the episode was kind of crazy. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, I'm not sure if you got to see the last two, Andy. Uh, Bash in the Beach 2000. This is the infamous, uh, f- um, not the finger po- polka death, but the one where Jeff Jarrett lays down for Hogan. Right. And there's a whole backstory. Um, uh, Bischoff is on it. Uh, DDP's on it. And um, obviously um, Vince Russo's on it. So they're all giving their points of views. There's a couple audio clips from uh, Hogan that were recorded that they play that on the episode. And it's really interesting to see the whole background dynamics and how this person claims the other person screwed them and this person claims the other person screwed them. So really interesting episode. I feel bad for Jeff Jarrett because he, he looks like the victim in the whole thing because he's just like, he's like, hey, man, I have some respect for what this for the organ- business for the business, right? And he kind of was put in this situation, so felt bad for him for sure. Do you remember the the laydown? I yeah, I do. I don't. I haven't seen this episode or the final two, but yeah, it, it was um, <laughs> it was kind of uh, surreal. I saw some clips on it. I wanted to see it. I don't know. Was Bischoff on the episode? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bischoff and uh, Vince Russo and the whole lot. So, yeah, the only one that wasn't really on there was Hogan. So um, they just had some audio clips of him, like in because um, he because he sued um, Bubba or something. I bet right. Yeah, because he yeah. sued the um, WCW, WCW, right? And he won, I think, too, right? Yeah, he won something out of you know, like it wasn't disclosed, but yeah, he won a, a big personal money for you know defamation of character or whatever it was oh and as of today's recording uh real he quick just, hogan got married yeah he got married last night <laughs> to his like untinted wife or whatever sky daily or what's her name yeah i don't know something like that but the only thing i don't remember then if we watched bash at the beach at your house or not i can't remember if we watched I rem- it together I but i definitely watched watch it, it. I know I we remember. watched a couple of those last uh, WCW pay-per-views because I was like, yo, man, can I come over and watch it because you had the cheater box? Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I, de- I definitely remember watching it live and, and just feeling confused. And, and they kind of portray that in the episode, how it confused a lot of fans. But, yeah, another good episode. And then the last one was a trip with uh, Marty Jannetty. Went through the whole history of him starting up, the whole breakup with him and Sean. And then his eventual downfall because he just got, you know, went down a downward spiral with drugs and 
and it was just really crazy. It's it, it went into a lot of weird areas because I guess Marty is a habitual liar and he and he lies a lot. So that's the they term. <laughs> they didn't know what you know what was the truth and what was fake. So a lot of things came up in that episode that are really interesting, and it, it was definitely another good watch. That's the one I really want to watch because, um, yeah, Marty, he he's infamous. He's done a lot of shoot interviews, and uh, I, he's kind of crazy, <laughs> to be honest with you. And they did a couple GoFundMes and stuff like that for him um, to help him out, but he's always seems to be, like, in some nonsense. And the thing is, he... He was huge in, with WWE with the Rockers and Sean, and then um, right. he did a WCW run and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that's the one I really want to see. I got to check it out soon. Yeah, I know Vince McMahon helps a lot of these people that are addicted to drugs. I wonder how much or if any help went to him to try to get off of drugs. They kind of show a little bit in the episode about Sean being a reborn Christian. And him trying to help uh, Janetti kind of go towards God. And, and it shows that kind of aspect of it, too. So really interesting episode. But, yeah, this season was good, man. I, li- I liked season four. Uh, a lot of good episodes. Um, but, yeah, at the top you mentioned that they they filed for bankruptcy. So I'm not sure if we're going to get any more of these. I, I see they got a couple different ones like they got the dark side of football and the dark side of something else yeah they got uh, dark side of the 90s i saw some of that that one was good the okay. football one kind of sucked and i think they just did the dark side of the 2000s um and i don't know how far they can take it uh but they did like this was so popular they started doing that the 90s one i think it's on hulu right now uh it was pr- i thought i watched it uh, like I mean, we're we're kids. We're you know we're kids from the '90s, so there's a lot of flashback stuff. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, the 2000s, I haven't watched the football one. I did not like it. It was kind of boring, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, the dark side of the ring never disappoints. I think they're gonna try to make another season, um, and we'll see what happens. I bought, I got these on Blu-ray. I buy them. Up. This guy sells them on a. Uh, on a, a Facebook page, and uh, they're pretty nice sets, so I got them on Blu-ray. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I might have to check those other ones out. Uh, I was interested in the football one, but now that you, you said they're not that great, maybe I'll watch an episode or two of the 91 and see if that kind of hooks me. But yeah, man, always a, a good season, the dark side of the ring. Uh, we'll have to see if there's going to be a season five or not. But Andy, uh, keeping this wrestling conversation going, WWE and UFC merger is complete. And uh, yeah, the the whole merger is complete and it comes with some layoffs for some of the wrestlers. Fill us in, man. Yeah, I mean, when, um, I don't know, like business side, everybody's been talking about, you know, when uh, WWE merged with UFC and they created this TKO company. Um, but as I think this month, by the time the episode drops, it's been about a month since they've been merged or, uh, like a couple, yeah, it's going to be about a month. So with anything, you know, redundancies and all that and uh, corporate jargon they use, a lot of people in the office got let go. I think it's over a hundred people. It was on Friday 
and then um where trickled out uh the to some of the performers or wrestlers um <clears throat> we're gonna be coming soon um and uh i guess that happened i mean the biggest name on that was dolph ziggler and then after that was uh, matt riddle and then uh, a bunch of people some people from i think it was like total of 11 people and uh also that smackdown is going to usa fox didn't renew their deal with them so now that puts on perspective um what's gonna i, I was reading that raw might move somewhere so i i i I don't know if it's going like internet only or something like that, but there's rumors that they're going to move it. And now that Vince McMahon is not in control. Uh, so I want to know I, what I would like to know who's negotiating all that. I don't know if it's still like Nick Khan or whatever. He's doing that. But the stock did do pretty good. I was tempted to buy some stock, but I don't know. Because <laughs> this is still a long way to go, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious how it's going to all shake out. Um... Dolph Ziggler, he was a career man there, so he had been there for a while. And uh, that other barefoot guy, I yeah. I, I wasn't too controversy, from... yeah, lately with like sexual uh, sexual assault or like oh, harassment wow. and stuff. Uh, he kind of denied it, uh, but he's been off of TV for a while. Elias, you know, walk with me. They let him go, but after that whole song thing, it kind of died down, and then. Um, I think the other one was that Mustafa kid. He's here. For, I think he's from like Rockford or something. He's from Chicagoland. Uh, he had this thing during the pandemic. It was pretty good. And then after that, they didn't do, they didn't know what to do with him. And um, the list just goes from there. And like always, though, though, he just lets a lot of people go and like a mass mass layoffs. Um, you know. And then the office people. So. I'm just wondering, like I said, what they're going to do. They, I think they're building an office or they got a new office. You know, what are they going to do with the WWE network? Are they going to merge it with like UFC and put it on ESPN plus they're going to go out streaming. There's rumors that Amazon wants the rights to uh raw or something like that. So I don't know uh, what they're going to do. Um, so this is the beginning of post. McMahon owned run WWE, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, I, unrelated to wrestling, I had seen some behind the scenes numbers for some of these streaming sites, and it looks like most companies, uh, when they f- go out to look for content, it can cost them anywhere from twice to three times the amount that it would cost them to make it in house themselves. But the problem with making it in-house yourself is that you don't know if it's just going to be an utter failure where if you go outside and buy something, you kind of have a thought or an idea of what it is and if it's going to do good. If it's something that's older and you're just bringing in the catalog, you have an idea of what the worth is for it. So uh, it was kind of fascinating to to read that article on some other streaming stuff that it can cost up to three times the amount of you producing it yourself. So I don't know how much more Amazon's going to want to go and farm out and buy other content. Uh, it, it's it's got to be really expensive, especially after this merger to buy wrestling content and take it away from other streaming sites. That's got to be really expensive for Amazon. 
Well, that, that's why I like post McMahon control. Like Vince is still in somewhat control, but he has a boss now, right? <laughs> He's on the board. Somebody could be like, no, we're not going to do that. And on top of it, he has amassed a huge library of of wrestling from other territories, other companies, and he always thought like, oh, some McMahon's gonna control it. Someone who was in the business now, it's I don't think he cares. But like, what are they gonna do with all that? What are they gonna do with the network? Like, are they gonna just merge it into? like with the some different like brand or you know like it's i don't know if they know the value and then there's a value of what they have i mean i'm pretty sure they know but i think they wanted it more for the live business because that's where WWE still makes a ton of money and on top of it they make a lot of money from the tv but everything else like they still produce stuff for they're getting paid with to produce stuff for like networks like A and E uh, and biography, mostly A and E, and then stuff for Peacock, and they're out, they're leasing it or they're selling the rights to it to 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 show it to other networks. When it used to be like, let's just keep it in in house, but I think they found out something. Uh, that's why, like, let's get money for it to pay for it, and then. Hopefully they'll come and watch it on our network, our streaming platform, because we're getting money from Peacock <laughs> to have our network there. So, uh, yeah, it's um, the, what the future holds. Who knows? But I think in ten years the WWE is going to be completely different from what it is now, and <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see who's going to be running it. And I think that is going to come a shock to a lot of people who are used to just. The McMahon's running wrestling since we've known, you know, before we were born then. And, like, that kind of, not, they're running the day-to-day, but ultimately they don't have the final say. And it's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens with them because I have a feeling it's going to turn into, like, WCW, man. It's going to be, like, sold off. Like, and all this stuff is going to get crazy, you know? Yeah. So, so I'm not sure if you know, but. I'm assuming they bought everything, the whole library, yeah, the name, the network, the everything. network yeah. everything that's associated, all the back catalog libraries from all the stuff they picked up, the Midwest stuff, everything's theirs. Yeah, they, they and they spent a lot of money buying those libraries. It's like somebody's job was to do it. I think Triple H had that for a while. He picked up a couple huge catalogs and they were searching for stuff. Um, so what happens to all that content? Like, it's just stored somewhere. Like, I was reading that the the way they have the pay per views now that you know, I don't know if you know, they still they have them on Saturday nights now. The live, the special live events, as they call them, they don't call them pay per views, right? Uh, they have them on Saturday nights, and then now that they merged with, you know, they formed this company in UFC. UFC runs pay per views on Saturdays. So what are they going to move the wrestling events back to Sunday, you know, and like, are they going to, then there's always, there's rumors that they want to make it, uh, uh, pay-per-views again. And for the last couple of years we've had where we watch whenever we want 
for nine ninety nine or whatever, and when we want it uh, for the pay per view or the the special event, even WrestleMania. So, uh, you know, what are they gonna do with that? I think we tell people, yeah, go back to pay per view. I think there might be some pushback on that. Yeah, for sure. Well, it, it it's funny. I mean, I don't want to derail your conversation, but on that article, it also did make mention that. Uh, a lot of these companies that end up putting these platforms, they end up losing a ton of money. I mean, we see it all the time. Disney Plus is having a lot of problems. Um, a lot of the other networks are having these uh, uh, streaming sites are having issues because they're losing money up the ass because you're buying content to keep people. You're selling it at the cheap. So the new talks is with inflation and everything that a lot of these subscription services are going to double in price and there's even talks about how they might start charging for certain premium uh movies like a uh, stuff that just comes out of the theater if you want to watch it right away you're gonna to have to pay an extra amount um versus you know it just coming to your streaming site for free so uh i i feel like a lot of changes are coming not only to wwe streaming but also to streaming movies in general for for other content. Well, that that's what happened. I think Disney did try to do that during the pandemic with um, Mulan. Mulan. Yeah, that one. Mulan, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you can't go to the theater, watch it at home for forty bucks." And people are like, "What? Forty bucks?" Like, I think they were thinking like, "Yeah, I'll pay ten, twelve bucks, but not fucking forty. I would think, I think if I remember correctly, like thirty eight and change, because they're like they're gonna have like. A family of four so that comes out to like ten dollars a ticket or nine bucks a ticket or some shit like that and then that's what that's how they calculate i remember reading their math on this and i was just like like yeah you fucked up but yeah we i know that streamings are, are struggling all of them are losing money um i think netflix might just be breaking even but even they've jacked up their price and everybody else like um I'm on this group. They're like Paramount Plus gives you a free month, like every month if you sign up to this thing. They're like even for returning customers, like sign up now and get a free month. <laughs> so, <laughs> like some people said they've had uh, Paramount Plus for free for like four to five months in a row. Then they stop and then they they get you to sign up again, like uh, uh like a month later, you know with the same password or they use a different password and right. it is just ridiculous dude like i don't know but get, getting back to wwe they invested a lot of money into the network they they sold out they rented it out to peacock so we'll see what happens um i don't know but i'm still debating if i should buy the stock i think it's over 100 because the stock was booming for wwe uh, even before the merger talk, when the merger talk started or there was rumors, that's when it boomed. And uh, we'll see what happens, man. The other thing I want to talk to you real quick, uh, just uh, some life stuff. Uh, you know me, that I like to talk to people. Apparently, uh, where uh, where I work, man, there's a lot of conspiracy theorists. <laughs> and I talked to them, and I thought, like, I keep a lot of it to to myself or I, I share some thoughts but finding out more and more there's like a there's a lot of people 
uh, at work that are conspiracy theorists and they they believe in the ones that necessarily I don't believe on, you know? And I'm just thinking like, man, this am I messed up if I think they're weird or like they believe this shit? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I know of like at least one guy that's kind of out there and has some different thoughts um, in general. But yeah, man, I I think it's becoming more normalized to think out of the box. I mean, not to jump into it, but the the article that we're going to talk about today, there's a lot of people talking about how uh, even if even with this like some kind of physical evidence, it's not enough. It's like people are really consp- they're conspiracists uh, uh, by default, and they think anything other than what's in front of them uh, or until it's in front of them. So uh, in a lot of cases, I could understand how people have these out there thoughts, because if you can't see it, if you can't feel it, a lot of people have troubles connecting to it. Yeah, so I'm saying like there's uh, I know like like three people, three, four people. I mean, we're a small company, but I, I think this all started. Uh, I think people are more open about it, especially after uh, the pandemic and with the jab. Remember all that, like this information that came out, and people were like, "It's BS," and it went from there. And then, uh, but so people just talk about it more freely, and it's um, they share videos. Like the one uh, was one of the gentlemen that I talked to he was telling me like the mosquitoes have serial numbers on them and then he showed me this video but with the funny thing all the videos were in spanish so i don't know if that means anything but it was uh hilarious so i don't know we'll see what happens i i feel like uh, normally people in the past wouldn't have shared that but the thing was to me the only thing red flag with me was like these are all tiktok videos man like i don't like tiktok <laughs> like i like tiktok to laugh you know yeah, no, I don't have a TikTok, so I'm not sure I'm not uh, exposed to all these conspiracy theorists. But that that's a new one. Uh, mosquitoes having serial numbers. I've never even heard. Like, what would the benefit of that even be? To get people sick or something like that, and then to uh, to 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 monitor you or something. I don't know. That was a new one to me. Like I said, it was uh, it was um, interesting. <laughs> and then I was just like, gosh, shit, like, this is a, like, I was even kind of like, you believe this shit? And he goes, uh, like, you believe it? He's like, yeah, yeah. And then he went out to a, um, a tent, not a tent, he was telling me how he saw a helicopter that didn't make noise by his house in Chicago. And, like, it was hovering over their garage or something like that. Really? Huh. Yeah, and I was like, were you drinking? He goes, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I was just like, <laughs> he said it was early in the morning, like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. So I was just like, yeah, that happens. Like, you see stuff when you're pretty shit-faced. But I'm like, the the funny thing is, he's not the first person to tell me that, that they've seen those helicopters that don't make no noise, you know? And I was just like, well, oh, maybe he has something to it. I don't know. Right. I know Aaron Rodgers said that he, he saw something like that, too, so. <laughs> maybe there's something to it andy maybe man that's what i'm saying like uh and then he showed me some other stuff and then uh i was just like oh, man like is this is this what's going on now like 
just what's popping in the streets. Like I love all that shit, and uh, but also it's just like I don't know, man. I don't know if we should be sharing this because some people might get weirded out. Like his latest thing, like you know me, I like I get into like Bigfoot every once in a while. He was telling me his new thing is uh, he's watching videos on sea monsters and stuff, and he sees videos of fishermen like fighting with sea monsters and stuff like that and i'm like oh okay like that i can believe you know because we don't know they find a new species all the time so uh you know i don't know but it was just like uh you know interesting and then uh he's talking to me about the uh, nephilim and like ufos and stuff like that and that's like i said like that's where i'm like yeah man i believe all that shit <clears throat> so Right, it's kind of crazy how that you you kind of read as being reasonable, but then some of the other stuff you're just like, man, that's kind of out there. So it's like, have you been desensitized with all the other stuff that you kind of normalize it uh, and and put some validity to it? You know, well, that's what I'm saying. Like stuff can get pretty wacky. Um, like, even after, like, 9-11, you know, we just had the anniversary. Like, there was some crazy shit coming out early on on YouTube. And it was, like, like I was obsessed about it for, like, a year. But after a while, I'm like, I don't even know what to fucking believe in the more, you know? Because there's just so much shit out there. Yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah, man, it's, it's tough to tell what's real, what's not. Um... A lot of it is really far out there. I'd like to think that everybody's truthful, but as we know, that the media tends to sway things to their perspective. Uh, so it's it's kind of tough. It's probably the worst it's been. Where where do you get the information to know what's the truth? So it's it's really difficult. Yeah, like I said, uh, I just like talking to people, and I, I like. Everybody has their own perspective or what they believe. And I'm like, I'm cool with that because um, there is some pretty far out shit. So, um, but that's going to take us into our article of the week because it's some pretty far out shit. All right. So our article this week is about those alien bodies that found in Mexico. And, like, I selected this article. It's a Reuters article. So Reuters is pretty, it's like a pride, like a good news service. Uh, I know on September 16th, Jaime Musan, like, I've been watching him since I've been a kid, dude. This guy's been, like, when YouTube started, he had his own YouTube show back in the day and everything. So, I like, I know who he is. Is this the Primer Impacto guy? No, this is a different guy. He all oh, okay. he did was like paranormal and UFO stuff. Okay. Um, they go for Jaime Musan, a Mexican journalist. I don't know. Is that racist? Then maybe right. Kind of. <laughs> As a UFO enthusiast, uh, you see what they mean. They're they're already trying to like say like, oh, he's an enthusiast. Uh, but for many, he uh, for for many scientists, these two. Tiny mummified bodies with elongated heads and three fingers on each hand. Images were that were beamed around the world this week. They were presented to Mexico's Congress. Are already debunked. See, they're already saying like this is all bullshit. Uh, everyone huddles around to get a better look. The bodies appear ancient, 
characteristics with humans, two eyes, a mouth, two arms, and legs. Musan claims they were found around 2017 in Peru, uh, around the Colombian Nazca lines. He says they can prove they are like anything known on Earth, on social media, and hearing that shared scientific analysis with study and study results, he argues, prove the bodies are at least a thousand years old and not related to any known earthly species. And they said one of them is a female because they had eggs uh, inside. He goes, this is the most important thing to happen to humanity. I believe this, like this phenomenon, is the only one that gives us an opportunity to unite. Um, previous such finds have been dismissed by the scientific community as mutilated mummies of pre-Hispanic children, sometimes combined with bits of animal parts. Um, David Spurgle, head of Princeton University Astrophysics identified anomalous phenomena said Thursday that such samples would need to be made available for testing for the world community. So you look at the pictures, it looks like a little like what you see on pop culture, a little like alien body. It's really small. It goes around with the narrative of from like the days of Roswell, these were tiny bodies and stuff like that. And people have come out shitting on it. They're saying it's a, like a scam and all this. I'm just going off of what the article says. Um, I don't know, man. I look at them, and to me, they look like stone. Uh, and the article also mentions that he doesn't want to damage the bodies any further for testing, but they did do some carbon dating on it. The article said that it's over a thousand years old. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Then you think this shit's real? It's bullshit. I mean, Jaime Musan, he, I feel like he can get ahead of himself. Uh, he has presented some awesome video footage in the past, but also he's presented some, like, shit, like, come on, bro, like, this is bullshit. Right, right. Uh, first, before we get into the article, man, I like this enthusiast thing because you do tout to be the self-proclaimed wrestling expert. I'm going to uh -huh. start calling you the wrestling enthusiast, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're there like he's uh like before he got into the ufo thing this guy was like on 60 minutes yeah in mexico like this guy had a career and then he did this and then to say enthusiast like you're just like dismissing them yeah um, i just saw a picture of him and yet now I, I do recognize the face and yeah man i i've seen a lot of different things about the the bodies uh i've seen some theories as far as that they're mummies of infants. Uh, but then I've seen some stuff where there's been like x-rays or like um, CAT scans that kind of show a spinal cord uh, that's all fused into one. So there's a lot of different uh, information out there. I saw uh, Neil deGrasse in an, in an interview. He came out and said that he believes that uh, they're, they're fake because um, – their nose cavities are intact and that usually bones in the nose would uh, disintegrate or something uh, just because they're cartilage and it's not bones. And I'm just like, well, it, the first thing I thought, well, how does Neil know what an alien has in their nose? It might yeah. be all bones. So so I, I dismissed that right away. But, yeah, I, I saw Joe Rogan put in his two cents. He kind of thought it was a mummy. 
he said that it looks like it's been mummified and that's why it's got like that you know brittle stone look to it like it so, looks like it's turning into dust like even in right. the in the boxes they brought out it's like it's dusty and like are they just like falling apart or like what's going on right and i i am a mummy enthusiast because i just watched the mummy for the first time last night the movie and it looks just like that man it looks like that (laughs) brittle like stonish kind of look to it but in seriousness it, it does look more to me like that than i would think an alien would look like so that's what I'm saying, like, part of me, I think people dismiss it. I, I, people are going to take this the wrong way, where the news is being presented. A lot of this stuff, when it comes to the aliens, is presented south of the border. And what do I mean by that? It's always in Mexico. It's always, like, in Central America or South America. There, It's like a hotbed, dude. There's always stuff being recorded. There's always stuff... Uh, being like stuff happens there and like the rest of the world europe the united states always dismiss it people say it's bullshit and yet they're always breaking stuff like this there was one where that alien landed somewhere in south america some girl saw him the one of the cops touched him he got sick and he died and people there was like a whole documentary about it but no one else talks about it and so it was somewhere in south america there was in Mexico, uh, in the EFE, the Mexico City, the, when they, they had a UFO. It was just like a wave of UFOs, and people were recording them every day. Here in the United States, no one really talked about it. The only people that talked about it was sightings. That It was a show, Sightings. <laughs> like, they did this special report on it. and But nobody else in the news, the, you know, reputable national media talked about it. And... Um, that that's the problem like so people i think because it's in mexico and then they're saying that uh so instantly like the stuff gets dismissed like they don't want to hear about it and i don't know what that's about unless it's like united states or europe saying like we got this shit i think people won't take it seriously no i think that does have a little bit to do with it i think for any kind of country to come out and with something so huge like this you would almost have to invite the world to come and make do tests and check it out and come up with their own thoughts, uh, you know, after you did your studies or whatever, for sure. But yeah, I think you have to invite the whole scientific community to kind of validate what you're putting out there or maybe to come up with another thesis of what they think the bodies are. But yeah, again, I, I, if I had to take a guess, say, look, it, it's either fake or they're mummies of uh, infants or or something along them lines, uh, infants with some kind of deformity, uh, and it's a, a brother or sister or something but like that. That's the thing. Is there a record of other cultures, I guess, uh, where they would mummify kids or babies? I Did the, the Egyptians do this or anything? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm never really... I'm not saying they didn't, but I'm not aware of that, you know? Right. I I guess I would have to presume that they did. And I know that these are in Mexico and not in Egypt, but there is a lot of similarities with the Mayan pyramids as well as the um, Egyptian pyramids out there. 
And there's I've seen some conspiracy theories about how they're all connected somehow, uh, even though they're in different continents. So uh, could it be that they were mummifying stuff over here in the Mayans or the Aztecs pyramids and, and whatnot? And that's where this body came from. I, I'm not sure. Well, that's why the, the body came from the article states that it came from Peru. And in the article later, it goes into the Peruvian government. I think they released a statement like, man, this shit was stolen from us. Like, this is all bullshit. And then Jaime Musan was like, look, man, I got this all nice and legal. Like, I got paperwork and documents if anybody wants to see them. Like, nothing was taken without consent. Like, everybody, like I've, I obtained this legally. So they're already setting it up for, like, some type of legal stuff. Um but again, it it just goes to show you people are ready to dismiss it and like uh, you don't know and like all you can see is what they show you and people's instinct is always when it comes to this shit, especially in America, I feel like it's just to shit on it and dismiss it. Same thing like the the alien autopsy and all that shit and like obviously did come out to be that the creators admitted that. They faked it, but they were they the original film got damaged, and uh, that's that's they recreated what they saw. I mean, there's a whole movie on that now. Um, but again, the, the the thing is always to shit on it and dismiss it because I feel like the government or the the deep state uh, has a narrative where they're trying to hide something to prevent. To, to know what the truth is. Um, like I said, I don't know. Uh, to me, if it's that old, there's still stuff down in South America they can't explain, like the temples and all that, the pyramids that they're, they're on this side of the continent, and uh, that hasn't really never been explained. And then you got whole civilizations just gone in South America and Central America and, 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 and even in Mexico that they don't know what happened to them. They just left. Like they don't know where they went, um. So, and then oh, you got the those big statues with those big heads in uh, South America, Easter Island or whatever. They don't know how those things got there. They're like massive. They don't know how what how those ended up there too. So, uh, people think if you dig down, that's like a body or something underneath there. You know, not just heads. Right, right. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's like. Uh, let me ask you this, man. It, it, you think if the U.S. were to submit this, like if they came out and they're like, yeah, here are the first bodies of aliens that we have uh, for the world to show to the world, would it be more believable than it, it was uh, no. Mexicans and Latinos? No, I'll tell you why. Because there's already um, there's a whole thing like growing up. There's like the government needs to say this. And that, and then it morphed into that, like around YouTube when YouTube started with the whole. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, we're Christian. You're, I'm, you're Christian. I'm Catholic. But the Christian, there was like this Christ, Christian movement where there was at a time where they were saying like aliens was devils and demons, and they were saying that uh, when we have the when you have the rapture. That they're gonna say that aliens are the ones that are responsible for this, to to try to trick people. So there's already this whole movement of, don't believe them; it's all bullshit. And uh, 
it might be aliens i don't know but like there's already this whole group like where they're like they're they're taught to say when this comes out it's uh it's not aliens it's you know it's gonna be god or something like that so there's gonna be so no matter what they say nobody's gonna believe it unless like the president biden walks out and he got an alien next to him i have a feeling if that even happens they're gonna say, "Oh man, that's like a hologram and shit." You remember what they did with Michael Jackson and Tupac? That's what that shit is. You know, there's <laughs> always gonna be some people who don't believe what they say, and sometimes it's kind of because we've been lied to so much by the government. That's that. That's why we have all this craziness. For sure, for sure. Um, something to know. We'll never lie to you here at Freeform Network. <laughs> so we'd like to thank you all for listening. Remember to follow Freeform Network on Twitter at Freeform Network. Send in those questions, ffnquestions at gmail.com. Visit that webpage, freeformnetwork.podbean.com. There you're going to see our YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, all the other platforms uh, to, to see our episodes. Hit that like and subscribe button in whichever uh, platform that you're using. But for Free Inform Radio, we got Andy. It's all good, Andy. Thank you for listening. We'll check you out next time. Yes, sir. And this is Daniel. We'd like to thank you, man. Hope uh, you had a good listen here. And we will check you out on the next one. Dad.